Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bruins got their 61st win of the season tonight, beating the Toronto Maple Leafs 2-1 to at the TD Garden. David Pashnak scored his 57th goal of the year, finally. I know you know, the first uh, three quarters of last podcast, I thought he already had 57. Sue me. It was one goal off, people. Um, I guess the good news for the Bruins in this game is that they really didn't play all that great in particular uh, outside of the second period. I mean, outside of the first period at the – the last two periods were they're okay, not not great. They also were undermanned. The good news is that they found a way to win yet again for the 61st time. Um, wasn't all good news during the game. Charlie McAvoy left the second half with an upper body injury. Uh, there's more updates on that, so there's spoilers. There's no need to panic. But Bridget and Scott, your your initial takeaways from the Toronto game. Yeah, I didn't really think either team really brought their best. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. Like, after the game, the Bruins kind of talked about it as if, like, it had a little bit of a playoff feel. And, you know, they talked about how it was kind of a, a grind and, you know, wasn't wide open. And, like, that much was true. But it didn't definitely didn't have playoff intensity. At least at, at times it did. You know, their Greer drops the gloves. Um, there were some scrums had the way through a bunch of hits, but I thought the game was like a little flat through, I don't know, 40 minutes more or less. And third, third period was good. And then Bruins went in an overtime, but, um, yeah. So, you know, uh, yes, the Bruins were undermanned. Obviously Krejci misses another game. McAvoy gets knocked out basically almost exactly halfway through the game in a collision with Bergeron. Um, Jim Montgomery said after the game that they don't believe it's anything serious. Ruling him out for the rest of the game was more precautionary. Although it does sound like he might sit another game or two just because, you know, why take any chance at all? Um, so even, you know, so Bruins are under him and just for that reason, it's an impressive win. But I didn't think it was Toronto's best game either. I thought they looked a little flat at times. So ultimately, I'm not sure we learned a whole heck of a lot from this game. But, you know, as the Bruins try to build some momentum towards the playoffs and set their sights on this wins record because, hey, it's right there for the taking. Now they only need one win in their last four to tie it, two of their last four to get it. And, yeah, find, finding ways to to win even when you're not at your best even when you're undermanned like that's that's a good thing to have and they have 
had that all year, and they've especially had it down the stretch where they keep winning games, even if guys are resting, getting games off, rotations, different lines. It doesn't seem to matter. They just keep winning. Yeah, and and you mentioned it wasn't Toronto's best game either. It de- definitely was not their best game. Um, they got O'Reilly back in the lineup. He'd missed about a month, and he didn't really have much of an impact on the game. Matthews had, like, one or two chances that were good, but it was, you're right when you say it was flat, it was kind of honestly a little bit boring um, for a Bruins Leafs game. And I'm sure people paid a lot of money to go see those. I mean, those are kind of games that you mark on your calendar. Obviously this season, no one could predict that, you know, it playoffs would already be set for the Bruins and it wouldn't be a game that was quite as meaningful at the end of the season as maybe in years past, it could have you know been of more consequence, but uh, yeah, I didn't think it had a playoff feel, despite what some of the guys said after the game. For Swayman, I think at the very least for Swayman, he had a good reason to feel like it was a more of a playoff test because he, I mean, obviously it's a team that he could face in the playoffs. Um, he wants to be playing at this time of year against high caliber teams to get himself ready for the playoffs. So um, I guess I'll throw it to you guys for that, how, you know, what kind of a test was it for Swayman? And um, he had a good game, so I just want to hear what you guys think of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a really good game for Swayman. Uh, you're right. He was the one who was tested at, you know, probably playoff caliber level. Like, Especially the first half of the game, the first two periods, the Leafs had some really good chances. Um you know, point blank, like high danger chances. Uh, they had guys who crashed on a couple of rebounds that Swayman had to get reset for. And, you know, obviously he's been playing really well for, for quite a while now. But, yeah, I definitely thought this was a great game for him. Um, he was really on top of it. And, you know, the Bruins, I, I thought Samsonov made some good saves too. So both goalies were, were pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, you could easily say like Bruins probably lose that in regulation if it's not for Swayman. Yeah. I mean, it's just, he's the, um, it's just an embarrassment of riches for the Bruins and that, uh, I mean, you have Lena Solmark first in the league in goals against average at 1.90. And then obviously Swayman's third or not, obviously, maybe you don't know that, but he's third, uh, for goalies and goals against average at, uh, 2.2, uh, save percentage. Swayman is fourth amongst goalies. Shutouts, he is fourth amongst goalies. So, I mean, um, he's more than capable if, if his number is called in the playoffs. And we've talked about it in the past, and Scott was a proponent of, and I don't know, maybe you still are, Scott, actually. It's maybe a good t- time to circle back on, on that But while we're talking about the goaltending. But Scott was a proponent of potentially doing the um, alternate goalies starts in the playoffs. Um, if they were to do that, you have two guys that are in the top five in all categories. So, uh, yeah, good, good showing for him against the Maple Leafs. Definitely had some really point blank saves one on Marner in a slot. Forgive me if one of you guys mentioned that earlier, but, uh, yeah, he was really good. And, um, I'm just really confident in this, in this tandem. If one of them falters, I, I, the Bruins, the goaltending is not going to be an issue for the Bruins in the playoffs, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, that's my two cents on the goaltending tonight. 
Yeah, and Charlie Coyle, when he was asked after the game about Swayman, was talking about how, he, you know, Swayman's kind of an underrated, under-the-radar under kind of guy, especially um, this time of year when everyone kind of already, I wouldn't say everyone, but I, I think a majority of people pencil Olmark in there when he's not necessarily so far ahead of Swayman that it doesn't make sense to keep the rotation or, um, I don't know, I, I'm not as usually in the past, I would have been like, would have been saying, no, just pick the one, but they're both playing so well that I, I don't really have an issue if they decide to choose one or go with a rotation. I think either would work. Um, I, and I liked it, the idea of keeping Swayman active in the playoffs and getting him in there. Um, it, I think that the dynamic, they're so used to it, that it'd be a little bit weird if they went away from it um, in terms of like a mentality wise. Yeah, I I know it's a losing battle at this point because I don't think they're going to do it, but I still would rotate. Like, I, I just think both are playing so well. And again, you continue to have just historically great goaltending in terms of how much better they've been than the rest of the league. Like, so I just checked again. My, my favorite stat to follow this year is the difference between them and both the league average and the second place team. Bruins currently 929 save percentage as a team. Uh, second place is 915, and the league average is 899. Like, it's crazy how much better than everyone else they are in terms of goaltending. And they've gotten that historically great goaltending by rotating goalies for the vast majority of the season. Now, obviously, we did see them, you know, just last week give Allmark two in a row, and that was kind of. It was interesting because Montgomery said that he anticipated starting both goalies back-to-back games at some point just to give them that experience. So I wonder if that's still the plan. Like, Swayman hasn't gotten that yet. So I wonder, you know, I don't think he's going to start Saturday. Like, I feel like they're going to give Allmark New Jersey, but... I wonder if maybe they're thinking about that next week at some point, like maybe Swayman gets Sunday and Tuesday or something. And then Ulmark gets the last game. So he's not going, you know, almost a full week before game one. Like I, I could see something like that, but um, you know, or if they want to give Ulmark another back-to-back games, like they could do that as well. So it's going to be interesting how they handle these last few games. I do think, you know, it, in the playoffs, it's going to be all Mark until, until he either falters or he's just played so many games in a row that they think he needs a game off and they feel like they're in a spot where they can afford to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I would rotate. Like, I, I know like it sounds crazy just because no one does it, but in my mind, it just doesn't seem that crazy based mm-hmm. on how good they've been. I don't think it's crazy. I think that, I think that they have such a good relationship too, that it would be weird for them. If one of like, I don't know if that, if guilty would be the right word, but I feel like they, like whoever's getting the start might feel bad and feel guilty that, you know, their best friend is just chilling there waiting for them to, you know, make a mistake. And it just seems like not the dynamic they've had this year. You know, I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you too. I think it's crazy that you two don't think it's crazy. 
to to alternate goalies every other game in the playoffs. I and I, I usually so, would. Huh? I said I but usually would. Yeah, I know. yeah, but look, they can they can both have a zero point zero goals against average all year long. I, I still think like and Scott, I think I, I Bridget, I think you may have been away when we had this this discussion on one of the episodes, but like I am all for both goalies playing throughout the playoffs. I just I but the the every other game to me, I just feel like while the pros for it are that you're giving teams a different look every other game. You know, you're keeping the opponents on their toes. You're keeping them guessing. You're keeping both goalies sharp. I get all that. I do. But I, I like, if a guy is feeling it, I can't stick him on the bench. I just can't do it. Not in the playoffs. Like, I, like not saying to not play both goalies when it feels appropriate, but to force a rotation, in my opinion, I it's it's it makes me feel uncomfortable. That's the best way I can describe it. So God bless everybody has their own opinions on the matter. It's America, um, <laughs> but it just makes me feel a little a little weird. Um, and I just whatever. So that's my thoughts. I definitely see both goalies playing at one point or another. But I and maybe I'm in a minority here. Maybe everybody wants to, ro- to rotate them and live in this happy go lucky world. But I just I, I think I, I really do think like finding a guy who's feeling confident and is, is studying his opponent's tendencies over a seven game series. And I just, I think there's some validity to that. And there's a reason why even when and I know not every team in the history of the NHL has had this type of tandem to do it with, I get that, but it makes me feel a little bit strange. So that's how I feel about it. Ryan, the one goalie playoff run is so yesterday. Um, yeah, so yesterday. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree, but that's not what I'm calling for. I think, I, I think, I think I know you. I I know you're not putting words in my mouth. I'm just. I'm just I, I think there's a happy medium. I I think I think people are it's either ride one guy or rotate. And and I'm over here saying, well, why does it have to be black or white? Like just just feel 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 it out and see how it goes. If you if you think one guy has a better shot in a given game, then go for it. But I just don't feel like forcing a rotation is. I don't know. It it could work. I'm 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 not I'm not God. I, like it could absolutely work, but it I just. I think it's playing with fire a little bit because what happens if you go down like 2-0 and both guys lost the first two games? It's just weird. So I don't know. Yeah. I would say like on the flip side of that, like the one thing that would make me a little uncomfortable is okay. There's obviously not a big difference between both of them. And so it's easy to sit here and say like, well, if, if Allmark struggles, you can just go to Swayman. But I do feel like it can get a little uncomfortable where when you try to figure out, okay, well, how much does Allmark have to struggle for you to go to Swayman? You know, is it one game? And, you know, if he's only mediocre in game one, are you going to Swayman already in game two? Is it, you know, does he have to lose two in a row? And then you're, you know, maybe you stuck with them a game too long and now you're down in the series and you've dug yourself a hole. Like, I think when there's a clear number one and, you know, clear number one, clear backup, you give that clear number one, a lot of leash, right? Like you, you're going to give them the chance to bounce back. Even if they lose two in a row, you you know, as long as they haven't been horrible, you're probably sticking with them. I think like the fact that all Mark and Swayman are so close, you know, in just, Going back to like December, obviously season long numbers, all Mark has the edge, but from December on, like they're almost identical in terms of how good they've been. Um, 
you know, I do think it can get like a little tricky when you try to get into a situation where it's like, all right, when do we actually make that switch? And, you know, is it going to, are you going to like affect Allmark's confidence if then you have to go back to him at some point? Like it's, they're so close that in my, like, not that I'm looking for just the easy way out. Like I advocate for the rotation because I actually just as of right now feel like it would be best. But I also think like it, it would be easy where you have this set plan going in. You're telling them, Hey, we trust what's been working for all season, you know? So this is what we're doing. Um, and I feel like it then gets tough trying to figure out when Allmark's actually going to sit, when you're actually going to, make a switch to Swayman. Um, obviously it'd be great if Almark just is awesome all playoffs along and, you know, you never even have to think about it, but at some point kind of to the point, like what you're talking about, Brian, it's like, okay, well, Swayman will play at some point, but then I think once you get into the nitty gritty of like actually trying to pin down when that's going to be is in my mind, like the part that can get uncomfortable. I, I, I hear that totally get that. Like, I'm gonna let you finish. What's what did, what did Kanye West say about Taylor Swift? Um, but so like, let me like let me so let me paint. You, let me let's play this out for a second, okay? Because again, I think this whole this this video game concept of rotating goalies is great. Both goalies are 99. What can go wrong? But let's say like game one, the Bruins and Allmark lose four to nothing. Okay, game two, the Bruins go out and Swayman stands on his head. Bruins tie the series. You are unsure of Allmark's confidence because he lost game one and maybe he's doubting himself a little bit. Swayman gets you back into a tied series, but it's a rotation. So let's go with back with Allmark. I just, I find that just so ballsy. I don't, just, really, I, I don't see an issue with it. Like, I, well, I, okay. I would never, I would never think. Going to Allmark would be a dangerous thing to do, like if so, or or vice versa. It just doesn't because seem as risky as you know. It's just so different than what other teams have dealt with. I think I think the best thing for us, maybe we just agree to disagree here because I feel like <laughs> I feel like we could probably go an hour this way. I, I just think I I understand how good both goalies are. I really think there's a human element to it that people just like are totally neglecting because. Well, it worked all season in the regular season, which is totally different than the playoffs. It's totally different than the, than the postseason. It's a different animal. You're getting different teams on different schedules and different cities with like, it's just, it's different. And, and I don't know. I mean, so like Allmark loses game one, Swayman wins game two. Allmark loses game three, Swayman wins game four, two, two series going back to Boston. Allmark's turn. Well, but, but then like, that's where like I can be talked into switching away from it like to me when i say like i, I want to start the playoffs with the rotation it's not i'm automatically sticking to it you know not even considering changing at any point like yeah if if one of them is way better through a you know through four games and a 2-2 split like yeah like absolutely then you just ride the hot hand at that point so it's you know it's not i want to make it clear like it's not like a steadfast hey we're going to every other game for two months guys and like nothing's going to change it. Like, I don't care if, if Swayman's leg falls off, he's still getting the next game. Like kind of a cop out <laughs> to me. That's kind of a cop out. I, I want to go, we're going to go with the rotation unless it blows up my face in the first four games. And then I'll go back to maybe what Brian suggested earlier on. 
kind of a cop well, out. I mean, that's the same, but that's the same as any plan. Like you can say, like we're gonna ride Allmark, and then if he sucks the first two games, you're not riding Allmark anymore. No, so. yeah, but I, no, but that's not true because I said I I said that uh, I said I would play both goalies in the playoffs. Just to, but it would depend on the situation. I did say I'd play both goalies if I needed to. In my opinion, to your question earlier, Scott, you said something. Don't give me that look, Scott. In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, Brian's Brian's Mac and always sunny right now. I play both sides, so I'm not wrong. I'm not playing both sides. I'm against the rotation, and I and I, but I do concede that both goalies will have to get will play at some point. To answer your question earlier, Scott, you were like, "Well, when would you maybe make that switch?" I've said this before to you: if Allmark starts the playoffs and the Bruins go down 2-0, I'm switching the goalies. That's my threshold. If you go down a couple games in the series, change it up, and then and then ride who's hot from there. That's my opinion. I give Allmark the first two games. Would you have done that in 2011 when Tim Thomas loses the first two to Montreal and didn't look very good? Mm, no, but it's a different goalie situation now, which is why I said I'm down to play the both goalies in the playoffs. The, I, I feel bad that I brought up Swayman because I feel like this first 20 minutes has just been an argument about Swayman and all my and I mean, I, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted Swayman playing over Rask three years ago, so that was I'm consistent yeah. with that. I mean, I did as well. I think we all did. He wasn't yeah. healthy, but um, I mean, I, the, we, we started this podcast talking about how it was a boring game. So yeah, like, true. <laughs> you know, so so what that we got sidetracked? Like, <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I didn't really need to past. do, I didn't really need to do like a deep dive on on what the Bruins' bottom six did tonight. Honestly. No, no, but I can't get past something Brian said, which was that um, Scott's Taylor Swift in in his uh, Kanye scenario. So anyway, um, and by yeah, the way, Brian, good. Scott gave I'm me much worse here. looks today. Hey, and... I mean, who 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 looks better these days, Taylor Swift or Kanye? So you know, or Scott I'll take, McLaughlin. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the Taylor Swift there. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, you're, you're, well you're, let's you're, see you're what else do we got here. Um. By the way, Scott, when's your when's your popcorn uh, uh, brand launching? And Bridget did such a marvelous job with 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 Scott's pops. No, oh, no. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And now I'm glad it's on YouTube too, so people can see it. <laughs> Scott's yeah, pops. Yeah, he 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 hates me for this, Brian. He's still mad at me. <laughs> I don't know why you're gonna, you're gonna be a millionaire. I I think I think that could go. I, we I literally just helped you launch your brand and you're like, he was like giving me so much shade throughout the game. Like did, he wouldn't even talk to me. He did said he didn't I, want to encourage it. I'm like, you can't stop me. I'm still going to, I'm going to just wait, just wait till you see what else this goes yeah. on. Okay. Dare, dare I say Bridget that Scott should change his Twitter avatar from his current profile picture to Scott's pops. This is what it's going to look like when he calls <laughs> me every time. Can you imagine, you imagine being one of- on a popcorn. <laughs> imagine being one of scott's followers that's like looking for his bruins updates like mcavoy to the room sees that scott's, scott's pops profile picture or like, like martian goes offside scott's pops picture pops up so, i think it's great i think it's genius hey currently it's him as santa so yeah yeah so i better behave because i don't want to i want to get cold next year that um, that has been my twitter avatar for at least a decade Really? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I just haven't changed it. I don't know. This looks like you, it could be time. It could be time. Well, Scott, if it's not your profile picture, I'm going to make it mine. So it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> All 